0: Simple Life Together, Episode 20, Organizing Your Clothes Closet and Mentoring Our Younger Selves. Hi,
1: and welcome to Simple Life Together, a podcast dedicated to leading a simpler life in the modern world. I'm Dan Hayes. And I'm
0: Vanessa Hayes. Welcome back to Simple Life Together. So we're back from our working vacation, safe and sound, <laughs> and uh, sorry about the audio on the last show. It wasn't as pristine as usual, but we hope you liked our Traveling with Tech Tips, and we know you enjoyed hearing Furnish Brock talk about her latest book, The Healthy Juicers Bible.
1: Yeah, we've gotten a lot of great feedback on that, and just so you know, you may hear some birds chirping in the background, <laughs> or maybe the wind kicking up in the background here, because... It is such an absolutely beautiful day here uh, in San Antonio, yeah, Texas. Yeah, let's just
0: hope that the next-door-neighbor dogs don't start yapping away. Yes, cause...
1: if they do, we'll close the doors to the world <laughs> shed headquarters, and, and, and we'll just have to deal with it then. So
0: Yeah, so don't hate us. It's beautiful out here right now. It's gorgeous weather. <laughs> so Well, anyway, on today's show, I'll share some tips on closed-closet organization, and Dan will be talking a little bit about time travel. Well, that yeah, should be interesting, little, huh? Yeah,
1: Good stuff, good stuff. <laughs> So, well, anyway, before we start, let's do a quick edit and forget it update. And wow, I can't believe we are, we're 20 episodes really? into the show <laughs> and 16 episodes into the edit and forget it challenge. Wow. And as of this morning, we have just over 130 people that have committed to eliminate 2013 things from their wow. life in 2013.
0: Well, I didn't know it was that high. And, I thought yeah, it was, yep. yeah, that's great.
1: And uh, many have already removed over a thousand items from their lives mm-hmm. and we're not even a quarter of the way through this thing yet. So, I mean, that's awesome. It is. So there, um, there's there been some fantastic interaction over on the Facebook page, too. Yeah, and
0: yeah, I know. We had no idea. I didn't forget it would catch on like this. We I, really didn't.
1: I know, but it's been great. But if you just ask those going through it, getting rid of those things that were kind of cluttering up their lives, um, it's, real, it's addicting. It is. And so if you're looking to scale back you know, some of the stuff in your life, it's not too late. Just head over to com and sign up for the Edit and Forget It Challenge to eliminate 2013 things from your life in 2013.
0: Yeah, and remember, it's not about the numbers. We always say this. It's not about the numbers. It's about getting in touch with what's really important in your life.
1: That's absolutely right. Good okay. stuff. All right, well, why don't we go ahead and get started? And babe, why don't you start off?
0: Yeah, I get to start first this time. So, you know, talking about the Edit and Forget It Challenge... There actually have been a couple of things that I've noticed through this challenge. The first thing is that a lot of folks love the idea of editing, yeah, just sure kind of like you said, yep. but they're having, some are having a tough time convincing their significant others to kind of jump on board. So the biggest piece of advice that we give them is to listen to episode 11 with Joshua Becker of Becoming Minimalist, where he shares some tips on how to kind of work with your loved ones. But basically, in a nutshell, he recommends to start with your own stuff first. You know, set the example and work on your own areas instead of nagging others.
1: Yeah, lead by example. Absolutely.
0: But the other thing I've noticed is that most folks start with editing their clothes, including us, right?
1: Yeah, we sure did.
0: I guess it just seems like a natural place to start because most of us have our own clothes that we don't share with anybody else. You know, most other areas of the home, like in the bathroom, the kitchen, and garage – Most of those items are kind of shared, those are shared areas. I think folks start in their closets because you can make a significant impact visually as well. So, because, you know, think about it letting go of 20 pieces of clothing frees up a lot more space than 20 pieces of paper or 20 paper clips. That's for sure.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And that's something you'd kind of deal with every day, too. You go into your closet every day.
0: Right. Yeah. There you go. Good point. Well, one of the side effects of all this editing and forgetting that's been going on around the globe (laughs) is that I've gotten a few questions about what to do with the clothes that are left behind and how to organize these newly freed up closets.
1: Well, I bet you're going to give us a couple of tips well, then. Well,
0: see, that's the thing. That's what happens. You clear out your space, then you get the bug to spruce it up and keep it organized. Yep. And so I'm just like laughing over here because <laughs> it looks like my plans to free the world of clutter and organize people's lives is starting to work. There you go. <laughs> so. You just need
1: a, a layer with your face on the top, like Dr. <laughs> yes. Evil. Yes.
0: I have success. <laughs> so naturally, I decided to share some tips with you on how to organize your clothes closets. What do you think? Sounds great. Okay. You know, because I thought it would help our listeners and our EFS. Out there.
1: Our EFFs, sorry.
0: Yeah. Our edit and forget it, friends. Oh,
1: look at Dude, you. Busted, up, busting on an acronym.
0: I just made a d'ankronym. <laughs> <laughs> d- <acronym. laughs> see you need it again, babe. I'm trying. It's like I'm perpetrating I'm yeah. trying to be funny like you. You go, girl. You're rubbing off on me a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so, D'ancronym. D'acronym. But well, anyway, I've already talked about how to organize any space back in episode twelve. So as a quick recap, I use a four-step process. It's N-A-P-O. Determine your needs, assess your space, edit your space, and then organize your space. For the folks out there who have already edited, I recommend going back to the previous two steps, decide what your needs are and if they've changed, and then reassess your space to decide how you'll now utilize it. If you haven't edited, then maybe you want to listen to episode 12 to learn about my four-step process before you start organizing your closet. Or go to simplelifetogether.com slash organize anything, all one word, to get access to my organizing series of blog posts. It'll be really helpful for you. So the thing about clothes closets, or any space for that matter, is that each closet is different and each person has different needs for utilizing their closet. Right. I say this because, like most things in life, there's no one perfect way to organize a closet or one perfect organizing product to get you organized. Well, except maybe alpha shelving system. (laughs)
1: We love that stuff. We love Alpha. We love Alpha. I'm
0: telling you, the dream home, every closet, pantry is going to have it. It's awesome. So anyway, what I'll do is give you some general tips on how you can organize and streamline your clothes closets. So I'm just going to give you, you know, like I usually do with my tips. It's just general tips. Going to throw them out there, in no particular order, just some ideas to get you thinking, okay? My first tip is to sort your clothes. There are many ways you can sort your clothes, like by function. Work clothes, dress clothes, casual, or seasonal. That's one way. Another way you can organize and sort your clothes is by type. So like t-shirts, polos, long-sleeve shirts, sweaters, pants, skirts, dresses, jackets. You get okay. the idea, right? Yeah. Or you can sort by color or maybe a combination of those, kind of like what we do. I sort by type of clothing item, and then I sort by color within each type of F group there. So right. sleeveless shirts from black to white. <laughs> so that's kinda <laughs> how I do it, you know? Um and here's a bonus tip for you is you know, if you're having trouble figuring out how to sort the colors, just kinda use the rainbow as a guide when sorting them. The Roy G. Biv R Oh y g bi it's
1: red orange yellow green blue indigo and violet right? that's right
0: and yeah. then with white in the front and black at the end, on taking, the other end.
1: <laughs> taking me back to second grade there Roy G Biv.
0: you know honestly I didn't even know what that was until you said it just a couple of years ago and I'm like huh. Oh, yeah? dude that's helpful man I can use that <laughs> I never heard that acronym or maybe I just forgot that one jeez anyhows okay the next tip is to Dedicate space for each person. I know this sounds like a no brainer, but you just need to make sure that the space is dedicated for if you're sharing it, like husband and wife, and you know, whatever. Right. So after you edit and have a better idea of how many clothes you have, you can better establish the space required for each person. For Dan and I, we almost have the closet split evenly.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You're wait. lying. You're I, lying I, to all these beautiful I, people out here.
0: <laughs> I do have more clothes. That's a fact. More shoes and handbags. I hope more handbags. But we have almost the same amount of hanging space. <laughs> Don't choke on your coffee oh, over I'm there. I'm choking
1: here. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I, because I use those slimline hangers, and yeah. so I can hang up a lot more in the same amount of space. I'm so. just messing.
1: I know you don't have a lot of stuff.
0: So. No, I, I do have a little bit more than you, that's for sure. You do. Yeah, <laughs> but we do try to split. I got the one long yeah. rack, and then you've got two, two shorter racks, right. and then we have one small one that we combine together for our jackets and things. Yeah. So, Okay, so talking about hangers, though, let's talk about these streamlined hangers that I use. Don't get hung up on hangers.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Oh, man. Oh, I just got that. That was a joke grenade. <laughs> it right? took, took a few seconds to go off.
0: I said it too fast. I yeah. speak too fast. But yeah. anyway. You
1: did have a bump bump on the desk, too. <laughs>
0: just, you know, it's kind of a clue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I prefer to use the same type of hanger to keep a streamlined look in the closet.
1: And I can't stand all the same hangers.
0: I know you don't. I'm going to talk about that in okay. a second all here. Right. Yeah. All right. I'll... For example, I don't like the plastic tubular hangers. I actually prefer my non-slip felt ones more. Dan, you like the, the tubular ones, right?
1: I like the, tub- the tubular ones because the um, the felt seems to get caught up on things, like especially for me for shirts. Yeah, it's. It seems like it's a pain to hang up my shirts. And
0: they are; they really are. You know, my felt hangers aren't the easiest to use. Just like you were saying, yeah. it's just. Um, but they do get caught up, especially on cotton t-shirts and crew necks, because so, it right. has such a narrow neck neckline. But V-necks are not as difficult, or other different types of material. It's right. not like difficult and to use th-
1: on them. Th- you have your um, clothes are are not like cottony, like mine are. No,
0: yeah, exactly. So you know, you might have to mix materials. Right. You know, so but anyway. If you want a streamlined look but need to use different hangers, here's a suggestion. You can try to use the felt hangers because yeah, they're they're felt or flocked, whatever you want to call them, and they come in different colors. There's like pink ones, tan ones, black ones, um, but they all have like the same type of hook. Mm-hmm. It's a metal hook. Yeah. Some are gold, but most of them are silver. So you can use those if you want to use you know take advantage of the space, and then you can also use the clear. Plastic hangers, like you find in department stores, because those also have the metal hook on it too. So they all
1: look like. So they
0: all look like. Honestly, that's what you're gonna see if you're looking for a streamlined look. Because most of your clothes, except for maybe the pants that might hang over if you fold them over and hang them on a hanger, you'll see the. The, the rest of the body of the hanger, but as far as if there's shirts and everything else being hung up, you're just going to see that nice, the hooks are going to be all nice and, and the same, basically. Should so we put gonna... a link
1: in the show notes to the felt hangers? Just uh, so,
0: Oh, that's know. a good idea, yeah. yeah. And I've got some links, too, to my blog posts um, that show our closet.
1: Oh, uh, do you have videos?
0: Um, I have a video and okay. I have extra pictures too, All right.
1: so you'll actually there you go. see
0: that stuff. And I have a picture of the flock hanger okay. too. So, okay, so another tip for hangers is that for heavy jackets and coats, you're going to want to use wood or thick, wide plastic hangers made specifically for sports coats and, and blazers. Okay, just because they're heavier and you don't want to mess up kind of like the shoulders of the, right. the jackets. Yep. Now, to save space or to prevent your clothes from sliding around, use those slimline felt flocked hangers, like I've been talking about. I like these because they are so thin, but because they're thin, they tend to break easily. They're a little bit more fragile, so you got to be a little bit more gentle with them. Um, and they're not recommended for heavy coats or pants. They do work great, however, for spaghetti strap shirts and for keeping light pants, that, really you thin know, that pants is, on there.
1: Yeah, those that is true. The things really do stay in place with
0: those. Hangers. Oh man, they're awesome! I love it because I. I can't stand when the slack slide and stuff. Speaking of pants, for pants and skirts, I find the clear plastic hangers with the metal hooks and clips work best. The same ones that we were just talking about that you see at the department stores.
1: Gotcha. Okay.
0: Now, for easy slip-on and slip-off <laughs> access to your clothes on the hangers, your your basic tubular hangers work best. That's what
1: I'm talking about. That's
0: the kind of Dan likes. Raise yeah? the roof. Raise the roof. <laughs> yeah.
1: Plastic hangers. Yeah.
0: He prefers these, uh, especially with his T-shirts. Like we were talking about, it's just it, it's so much easier to just slip them on, hang them up, and just you just really have to just pull once. Yeah. You don't even have to take it off of the, the clothing rod. <laughs> you just... <laughs> slip, and it's right there. So, But the downside to these is that they are slippery, and so sometimes shirts, especially women's shirts, like we're talking about, they will slide. Like, if they're spaghetti straps, they're going to slide right off. They're not going to stay on there at all. And they are thick. They do take up more space than the slimline hangers do. So, you probably never thought there was this much to know about hangers, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) There is in this house. Yeah.
0: I could probably do an entire show talking about hangers. I didn't know there was
1: clothes named after food with straps and stuff. (laughs) So
0: Well, there's tons of options out there and you can, it can get overwhelming. So I'm just kind of outlining some of my favorites and things that I use often, but heck, if you go to the container store or check out their website, they have all different types of options of, you know, of hangers. So, so, okay. So let's move on to another tip in your closet and how to get it organized. Um, The one thing I always recommend is to have all of your clothes face one direction. This may depend on if you are left or right-handed, or the orientation of your clothing rods to the door of your closet, because it just seems kind of odd sometimes if you put you have a shelf that's facing the door and you have everything kind of facing away. You kinda right, want, yep. Yeah, you kind of want the fronts of your your clothing to be facing forward, basically. Right. So, but whatever you decide, just have all of your clothes facing one way so that so that you can easily sift through and file through them.
1: Right. You know, I've been a stickler on that when my pants have to be waistband to the left, fly to the front. That's a military thing, Uh right? And then left sleeve facing out towards the the door or the door of the wall locker. Yep. That's my thing.
0: And you know what I do, too, is if I'm hanging my pants, I mean, completely lengthwise, not folding them over,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I like to fold in the zipper, you know, like if there's a button. Along with the creases. Along with the creases, (laughs) right, exactly. And I like those facing forward. Instead of the butt facing forward, sometimes, oh, the butt of the pants, because it, it pokes out at a weird angle. Yeah, it's the like getting levels. mooned
1: when you walk in your closet. What's <laughs> up <with> that?
0: <laughs> or, or let's say you kind of fluctuate in sizes. So a size eight, six, or four, you ha- might have a bigger butt that juts out into the closet. You don't need, to, you don't need that reminder.
1: And yeah, ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> ain't nobody got time for <laughs> <Yeah>. that.
0: <laughs> okay, my next tip is regarding sweaters. Most sweaters should be folded and stored on a shelf or in a drawer. The reason is because they are usually pretty heavy and bulky and tend to get shoulder nipples. Yeah. I was wondering if you're going to say
1: that. (laughs) I love that. I love that. I was just looking through. I was like, is she going to say shoulder nipples?
0: (laughs) Yeah, because you know know what I'm talking about, the shoulder nipples. It's like, especially if they're on wire hangers, they leave these. So you're walking around and your shoulders have little nipples on them. And it's just funky. It just is going to make you mad. So just don't do it. (laughs) Okay, and if you do stack them on a shelf, try not to stack them more than three or four high, five max, so they don't unravel or topple over when you try to grab one from the middle. Are you still, are you still, are you still I'm still
1: laughing about so the shoulder nipples I'll never forget the first time I heard that It was hilarious
0: Yeah, because you thought, man, that's something I should have come up with Yeah, no kidding That's usually a, a, a Danerism yeah, or something, I don't yeah. know <laughs> I don't know <laughs> Now you can also use Sweater bins or slide-on shelf Dividers to kind of keep them in place Your different stacks in place Okay, so let's talk about containers now There are tons, so let me just throw out some ideas To help you think about what might work for you Open bins and baskets are great for storing things like baseball caps, gloves, scarves, bulky belts, or or the winter caps. You know, yeah, like
1: the watch cap type. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, yeah, boxes are great for shoes. I prefer clear, stackable shoe boxes. I also prefer them either at eye level. Um, Stored on a shelf or high up because even clear shoe boxes are hard to see when they're down low. It's like shadows cast down on them and you can't, it gets really kind of dark down there. Right. So I think eye level or way up high or way up high, but just higher on a shelf works best. You can also use canvas lidded boxes. Dan and I use this to kind of create more of a streamlined look. It kind of dresses up your closet a little bit more um
1: protects the cowboy hats too. It
0: protects the cowboy hats exactly. So it's lidded, but it kind of it's not, you know, I like clear bins so you can easily see what's in there, but sometimes it looks kind of messy still. Right. Um so if it's in a canvas bin, you don't see all that, but then you just have to label it later. Yeah. And so okay, now wide open tubs. I like to throw this one out there. Like, you know, like big Either a wicker basket or a big metal tub, like a beverage tub, <laughs> sounds silly. Oh yeah, or plastic tub. Even they're actually pretty nice for tossing thin shoes or like sandals and flip flops in. I use this all the time. My mom uses them. Yeah,
1: I was going to say your mom has one by the back door.
0: She sure does, and it's just so convenient because those ones you really don't care about, and they're so you know flip flops and sandals are so small that it almost seems like a waste of space to put those in. A box or on a shelf, taking up space. But you can just really just kind of throw those casual ones into just a tub and easily grab them and put them on. So, just some ideas there. Okay, now there are other containers out there to help you take advantage of vertical space. Things like stackable shoe boxes, which I kind of mentioned, stackable drawers which I use for shoes um, or other items. Those are nice, too, because they just slide out, but the box stays in place. So that's really nice if you can get one that pulls all the way out. But again, stackable is key, so they can you can take advantage of going up and taking advantage of that vertical space. As long as they're
1: good ones and they don't like slide around on each other,
0: right? Right, right. Yeah. Um, stackable sweater bins. I kind of mentioned sweater bins earlier. They do have some stackable ones out there or stackable cubbies, um, which are nice for shoes or purses. Um, those can either sit on a shelf or um, on the floor. There's also hanging shoe cubbies that are nice for, of course, putting your shoes in. Or what we used to do, we used to roll up our T-shirts and tuck them in there too. So yeah. you just have easy access to those. We use
1: one of those in our son's son's uh, closet.
0: And our daughter's too. That's where we have, I set out all, all, her right, for, yep, yep. all of our outfits. for school clothes! all our school clothes. Outfits for the week. I roll up a whole set. <laughs> yeah, the whole outfit into one of those little cubby slots. There's also hanging shelf cubbies. So those are just basically, they're a bit wider. They're almost, I guess, double the width of a hanging shoe shelf. And those are great for your bulky sweatshirts or sweaters and maybe some other just bulkier items. You could put maybe your bulkier shoes in there that don't quite fit into right. a shoe box. Um, You could also use hooks on the wall for scarves or robes, belts, and purses. I personally love hooks. If I had enough wall space, I'd be using hooks on the walls all the time because I like to have just one hook for one or two things on there. It's just so easy to to grab things and put it back on there. But you can also use over-the-door shoe organizers for your shoes, belts, gloves, clutches, Bangle bracelets, pantyhose, socks, or swimsuits—kind of nice. Of course, there's also over-the-door hooks too, so you don't have to actually drill into your door, but you can just do an over-the-door hook. And so, again, same concept as putting hooks on the wall. Right. Um, there's also belt and tie hangers or hooks that you can use. You know, that hang up on the rod, or you can just hang them up on the wall. I love these just because sometimes belts just—you know—trying to rolling them up and putting them into different slots. It's just kind of a pain. Yep. Some folks put them in big bins, and that's fine. I don't like to sort through I don't them. I like to dig through them. I like them hanging up, and they, you know, they don't take up that much space in the closet. I like so. that
1: one that you got us. The yeah. last one you got that we use now.
0: Yeah, there's one. Good. It that's actually good. works for wire shelves. It's a, you know, the wire hanging shelves. Right. And yeah, it's nice. One side is for me, and one side is for you, and you can actually actually slide out for your right. access. That's what
1: I was going to mention. It, the the one we had previously. Had two sides of a bunch of little hooks. And when you have belt buckles, they're all different sizes. They yeah. cross over. So you pull one belt off and you got like four of them falling off. <laughs> yeah. <You> remember that? <laughs> yeah, it's frustrating. But this new one that you got is like a slot where the, where the buckle lays uh, perpendicular to the belt. Yeah. the belt. Mm-hmm. So it's like a T. I like that one. Yeah, it's nice. You've done good. Oh,
0: thanks. Now there are some belts that, for women, that are just kind of bulky in the way they're designed. They won't actually hang, and for that, you're going to probably have to either put that in a bin or in its own little drawer type thing. So
1: my belts from when I was a professional wrestler those can't go up there. I have to.
0: (laughs) What was your What was your your name?
1: Uh, Grandmaster D.
0: (laughs) Grandmaster D. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, (laughs) jeez. So, okay, so those are just some other tips for you. Now, I have a random tip out here I'm going to throw out to you guys. It's about your boots. Um, it's so funny because a lot of women are like, I don't know what to do with my boots. They're just kind of, they keep toppling over. Well, one thing that you can do is either put them in a stackable clear, or doesn't have to be clear, but a stackable boot box, or you can try just standing them up on a shelf, and the way to keep them standing up is that you can use either a wine bottle, an empty wine bottle inside, or you can roll up a magazine and put that inside of it. And so it'll keep your boots upright and prevent them from kind of toppling over. So. I
1: saw another tip on that. Can I throw it out? Sure. I mean, I'm not an organizer or anything, but <laughs> but I saw somebody took one of those uh, foam noodles like you use in a pool. Oh, yeah. They cut that into pieces of different sizes for their boots. And that's like, they're like, what, two bucks for
0: a, yes. a noodle or
1: whatever those things are called.
0: I forgot you did show that to me. Heck yeah. Dang, I need to use that. Oh, that's high speed there. Man, that's good stuff. <laughs> okay, so here's another tip about how to organize your closet. You could, of course, invest in a custom closet system. <laughs> I was kind of talking earlier about Alpha, which is my favorite Closet system or shelving system, Um, but the thing about custom closet is that basically it's going to be designed to fit your needs and take advantage of as much space as possible, vertically, horizontally, all that good stuff. So that's the nice thing about it. Um, Why I particularly like some of these shelving units, um, you know, like I said, Alpha, is that a lot of these custom shelves are adjustable. You'll have adjustable clothing rods. You can get slide-out drawers. Um, there's even other features like valet hooks that slide in and out so you can store your clothes for the day and whatnot. Um, you know, and then there's even things like thin pull-out drawers for jewelry, which is kind of a nice feature. So instead of having to kind of figure out all these other spaces, it's all kind of incorporated into your design. So that's kind of nice. So, okay. So let's talk about seasonal clothing. We try to keep most of our clothes. I know Dan and I try to keep most of our clothes out all year round in our closet, but if you don't have enough space, then you'll need to... Have a system of switching them out. And here are just a couple of ideas for you.
1: Well, before you start, you know, that's because of our climate here.
0: That's right, yeah. You know,
1: I mean, I know when I lived in Buffalo, everything <laughs> was bagged up and and put away for the. You Your know,
0: summer clothes are basically bagged up because you only use those yes, two months out of the year. Two months <laughs> out
1: of the year, yeah. Nine months <laughs> out like of the year. It's
0: opposite so, here. Yeah, snowmobile suits. So. <laughs> Well, if you have to store them um, away for a little bit, before you do, you'll want to dry clean any natural fibers and delicates. Um, you'll want to wash all your other clothing. And don't starch anything because critters like starch for some reason. I don't know why, but they just they crave it. <laughs> and before you store stuff away, take this opportunity to fix or mend clothing beforehand and get a few humidity control packets or sachets and cedar balls to store within your garment bags and boxes, okay?
1: Mm-hmm. That's good stuff.
0: So now you can use, again, there's a variety of different containers out there and different types of Garmin bags, whatever suits you best. You just go for it. But um, there's things like space bags, which are nice if you're concerned about space issues. But, warning those can cause serious wrinkles yeah, in your like clothes. Yeah, set-in wrinkles. Yeah, yep. so maybe maybe sweatshirts, it's not a big deal or some other things. But right. if it's nice clothing, you know, the not casual but the more formal clothing, you're probably not going to want to do that. They're
1: great for, like, uh, blankets and stuff. I know yeah. it's not clothing, but great for blankets. And yeah, but there's
0: like that. blankets that we store that we don't have out all year round too. So that that's a perfect idea. Exactly. Okay, another thing is garment bags. Um, you know, the one thing I have to footstomp here is do not use your dry cleaner bags. Those can actually damage your clothes. Honestly, you should remove those right away after they come back from the cleaners. Just take those off because I don't know what's in them, but they're not not—they're not good for your clothes. So take those off. But other garment bags are pretty nice for keeping all the dust off so of your clothing. So if you do have out-of-season clothing that you keep inside of your closet, or even if you store it elsewhere, maybe you're going to hang it in a different closet or maybe hang it in the attic, garment bags work great for kind of keeping the critters out.
1: Yeah, and just... Um... The, the ones that we use that I use for like my suits and everything, uh-huh. those were like a buck a piece at the dollar store. And oh, they're, yeah. They're made by Febreze. Yeah,
0: you, you can know? actually find some pretty good organizing, just simple organizing products at, at the like dollar like store. Yeah, yeah, general dollar. Yeah, exactly. Those are great. Um, now, as far as where you can store your items, you can store your boxed up or bagged seasonal clothing either under the bed or in less frequently used areas of the closet, like tucked down low in a corner or up high on a shelf. You don't want it taking up prime real estate, okay, in your closets. Plastic bins in the attic should be fine. Um just be sure that the lid is tightly sealed <laughs> and that you have your sachets or humidity control packets inside of them. But for old, valuable, or sentimental items, you may want to consider getting archival boxes that will better protect them. And you may not want to store those in the attic, you know, or in the garage. You may want to keep those kind of uh, in, in a closet inside. You're talking like
1: wedding dresses things wedding
0: like that? Wedding dresses, yeah. Maybe yep. old quilts or things like that. Gotcha. You know, you yep. just, any kind of real sentimental, delicate items, you're probably going to want to keep them better protected. Okay. Okay, so my last tip here is is when it comes to any organization project, you always have to consider how are you going to maintain it. And so here's just a, just a few tips on how you can maintain your closet. First is label your bins, boxes, shelves, drawers, and even your clothing rods. They do have some... <laughs> Kind of like it, you see the department store.
1: Oh, between the sizes, small, and stuff. medium, large. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. But
0: you can have those. Actually, it kind of gets kind of confusing um, when when you organize a new space. And you're like, well, where did I put my stuff? If you j- just for some of my clients, it actually is helpful. They sell these things at the container store, and they they have these tags that hang on the clothing rod, and you can label it like sleeveless, you know, yeah, whatever, long sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't just look and find it yourself. but Right. <laughs> but it's also great for kids, too, if you're trying to t- train them on yep. how to organize their clothing rods. But, but the bottom line here is that labeling all the other stuff, and I'll have a link to how to label your bins in the show notes, too. OK, another way to maintain your space is don't get a case of the dropsies. The dropsies. That means don't drop your laundry on the floor, put them in the hamper, put all your dirty clothes in the hamper, okay? (laughs) Put your shoes back on the shelf or in the box and hang up your clothes, okay? So let's not get the dropsies. (laughs) Uh, Yes, dear. Yes, dear. Use clear bins when possible. Just so you can
1: see what's in there, right?
0: So just, it's easier for you to see what's in there. Um, And then you don't have to worry about labeling so much. And have a good laundry routine. Um And what I mean by this, you know, like laundry, what does it have to do with the closet? Well, most closets have a hamper in them. um, And most folks have to kind of wash their clothes and clean their clothes. But a lot of folks don't have a routine to where they wash, dry, and then fold and put put away. away. Consider that all a whole process. And again, the reason why I say this is because a lot of people don't fold their clothes right away. And they don't put them away. So it ends up being stacked up in the room or thrown on the floor, and then it gets confused with right. the dirty clothes. And is it that makes a it clean mess. pile
1: or is that a dirty pile? Exactly. Yeah, I can't, I can't so you're
0: going to waste time, energy, and effort. So part of your process, just make sure you have a complete laundry routine, okay? Good stuff, <laughs> yep. And my last tip here is to edit frequently. Seasonal is nice, um, you know, quarterly or whatever, but at the very least, I recommend editing your closet at least annually. Don't so.
1: forget to, uh, the uh, turn your hanger around tip at the beginning of the season, remember? Yeah, turn all your hangers everything on your hangers turn them around so the open end of the hanger is facing out and then as you use it you put it back on the regular way with the closed or the closed part of the hanger facing out that's right so anything at the end of the season that you haven't worn then you you probably don't need it that's
0: a great idea so as you have finished editing your space and now you start to organize and you're hanging things back up yeah put the hangers on backwards and or the hook facing backwards, and you'll be good. All right, great stuff. Okay, that's it, folks. I hope you like those tips. All right, good stuff. (laughs) What do you have, Dan?
1: Okay, I think most of us have given this some thought before, so forgive me if I have this air of revelation by bringing it up now, but I was reading an article about what a good idea it is to make and maintain a five-year plan. Well, you know, we're into planning, and we talk about our life plan all the time. Mm -hmm. And, of course, that has some five-year milestones in it as well. But... We've occasionally talked about this and how cool it would be to go back in time uh-huh. and talk to your younger self.
0: Uh-huh. I, I mean, yeah, I think about it a lot. <laughs> yeah.
1: I know I'd be like giving myself an earful, you know, without a doubt. Well, we, we have an entire generation right now that, unlike a lot of previous generations, has graduated from college and a couple of years later is still working in entry-level jobs, and many of them are still at home with mom and dad, and they're really just dying to begin their lives. Yeah. And unfortunately for most of them, their frustration is probably compounded because they have this consumeristic vision of what their life is supposed to be like. Mm -hmm. So, you know, typically this vision is like, okay, graduate from college, you get offered amazing jobs (laughs) immediately, you know, start at a good salary and reach six figures within a couple of years and buy that big house and get all the toys and maybe get married or just move in with that significant other. And, you know, that's essentially become the contorted consumeristic model Mm -hmm. of what people where we live call the American dream, you know? And I I mean, I've lived all over the world, but I can't recall people in, calling it like the Uzbeki dream when I lived in Uzbekistan or, or the, the Qatari dream when I lived in Qatar. But but maybe somebody can square me away on that one. Maybe they do call it something else and not the American dream there, but I'd like to know. So uh, so maybe somebody can set me straight on that. <laughs> so anyway, it's got to be incredibly frustrating to be a younger person, you know 20-something-ish in today's society. So most of these 20-somethings probably have student loans to pay for that, college education. Mm-hmm. And if their campuses are any like the one that I taught on, then they probably opted into a few of those credit card offers so they could get that free t-shirt.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember I got suckered in big time in college. Heck, it took me 10 years to pay those loans off or those credit cards off. So I guess where am
1: I going with this on the (laughs) the old simplicity show here? Well, as much as I'd like to wish that I could go back and mentor my younger self, I, I can't. And yeah. nobody can. Mm-hmm. And I am who I am because of the experiences that I've had. And that includes the mistakes that I've made along the way. And typically we learn more at the cognitive level from what goes wrong than, than we do from what goes right. That's you know, true. you're yeah, like, man, is. I'm never going to do that again or whatever, you know? So, but I think it's our responsibility to at least try to mentor those who are just going out on their own, you know, like our surrogate younger selves. I I'm sure that we have at least some 20 somethings that listen to the show, or, or better yet, even teenagers, before they make those mistakes in, in school, that are listening to the show. But I would venture to guess that a good part of the audience is moms and dads that uh, have kids that are 20-something themselves or are raising future 20-somethings, right? Sure. So while we can't impose our beliefs on them, we can help them see that they don't have to get to the point of having too much and then trying to simplify, mm-hmm. which is what we did. I mean, right. those, those are the mistakes that we made. Imagine how much more beneficial it would be if they didn't have to get to the point of having too much.
0: Yeah, it's almost like when you do first start out, your mm-hmm. life is pretty simple when yeah. you're on your own, and then you work to have all this stuff. And then now you're trying to go back to that, you know, 18, 19, 20-year-old. That's a lot of waste. You know, it's like, wow, if I could have just had that mindset when I was fresh out of college, life would have been fine, you know, and it still is fine, but you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, what would it be like if they, like, embraced that simplicity now, proactively instead of reactively later on in their lives? So maybe if we take the time to mentor just one young person, it could make a difference. Maybe it's a family member, or maybe one of your kids, or someone at the office, or even one of your own—you know, one of your uh, friends' kids. Mm-hmm. Maybe forwarding them something that inspires you, like a, a good blog post, or a good book that you found, or or a podcast that you listen to, or best of all, a personal story. Mm-hmm. Throughout history, you know, some of the most profound teachers use allegory and parables to get their point across. And our lives, all the victories that we've had and the mistakes that we've made, are great fodder for that. So really, you need to pass some of that on. Mm-hmm. And granted, they may not be that eager to listen. I know, I know I wasn't. But I think we owe it to them to at least try.
0: At least our our son doesn't roll his eyes, right? You know, but sometimes I know he's probably doing the same thing. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, yeah.
1: thanks. Yeah, for some now. things I mean. you got to learn. You you can't <laughs> teach experience. You can only sure. You know, you can give you can give knowledge freely, but you can't you can't give experience freely. And,
0: you know, and at the very least, this may sound selfish. At least we feel like as as parents or friends and everything that we have actually shared that what yeah. what that person does with it is up to them. But right. I mean, I think I would feel a lot more guilt if I didn't actually at least try to teach it
1: yeah. to them. Not that you would ever use the I told you so card. <laughs> right, right? <laughs> you don't want to do that. I don't. No. <laughs> so, so I thought as, as I was thinking about this, I said, "Okay, here are some things that I'd tell my younger self if I could. Not just about simplicity, but kind of some other stuff too. And I could go on and on all day about this but i'm just going to list i'm just going to limit it to a few of these oh, okay this is
0: going to be good you very so, you have a good way of explaining things and sharing your don't, thoughts.
1: let's not set the expectations too high hon
0: all right <laughs> <laughs> let's just, <laughs> hey, let me you, just go what was your wrestler name come on <laughs> come on so, You can conquer anything come on
1: so all the uh, here's some of the things i tell myself okay all those mistakes that you've made in your life that you beat yourself up for and are secretly embarrassed about that keep you from trying them again Or trying else something else like it. Well guess what? You're the only one who remembers them, so get over it.
0: Mm, That's good. All right. Mm, 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 If
1: you have to buy it with credit, you probably don't need it. Never tell a salesperson, I just need my monthly payment to be no more than X dollars. Because you might as well just write, I'm a sucker and I have no concept of what interest or amortization is. Just write that across your forehead. And, so, and if your forehead is big enough to write that on and still be legible, you're probably making so much money renting your forehead space out that you don't need credit. All right? <laughs> so the next thing is, many people are drawn to drama like moths to a flame. Don't be a moth. Drama is clutter.
0: Oh, amen. You know my, I, mm-hmm. hate, I hate drama. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, the next one, tell the truth. It's a lot easier. Lies and deceit are clutter. Don't get me wrong. They work short term. But they always come back to bite you in the fourth point of contact.
0: Yeah. Can I tell you a story about that real quick? Can I share yes, a story? sure. Just recently, a little girl, I told her you can have one piece of chocolate. She loves Andy's Mints. Andy's Mints. She says, yep. okay. I go, so how many are you going to get? Just one, Mommy. Just one. So she goes and gets it. But then she rushes off and Dan stops her and says, what are you doing? And she immediately tucks her hands behind her back or she cusps her hands together. She clasps them together. I'm having chocolate, Papa. And we're like, well, what... How many do you have? One. Oh, really? Do you really have one? Yeah. And then we go on. But finally, she says, No, I have two. And she came over and said, Well, but do yeah,
1: that. but just her excuse was, I, I took one for the morning.
0: Oh, I took one for the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Clever. Yeah. Clever. Sure. She's making some assumptions there. Yeah. <laughs> but so, anyway, so basically, she ended up losing the chocolate altogether, temporarily. I had to teach her a little bit of a lesson. But yeah. yeah. So I said, Well, you know what? Because you decided not to tell the truth right away you're not going to have any chocolate right now. And so... Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's always harsher. <laughs> the punishment sure is always harsher when you get caught later. So. Yes, it is. <laughs> and
1: and you know, you expect kids to kind of stretch the limits when they're younger. And yeah. It's like eight years ago when... I had all the kids in the neighborhood convinced that Google satellite was my personal satellite and I could see and everything see and hear everything they did remember that? I remember this. Yeah, that was great.
0: That was I uh, used that for a few years. I did. That was fantastic. I got away with or it. when I had, you know, when with my troops on active duty, I was like, "Hey guys, I tell them all the time, I say, "Hey, if you mess up, it's so much better just tell me right away. I can't protect you if you do anything illegal, but if you mess up and you admit your mistakes right away, oh, it's going to be a lot, a lot less painful than right. if I find out yeah. <laughs> on my yeah, own. <laughs> no doubt.
1: So basically, to kind of sum that one up there, what I would tell myself is once you compromise your integrity, it takes a long time to grow it back. So and it true. is growing it back. So it, you don't just true. get it back. That's so. true. And I would also say, remember after boot camp how good it felt to be able to fit everything you own in a duffel bag? <laughs> Well, be careful what stuff you let into your life because you don't own things. Things own you. That's true. So I would uh, hopefully take that to heart. Uh, Next thing is learn to eat better now. You know how that winter weight just seems to melt away every spring? Mm. Yeah, well, it stops doing that when you turn 27. (laughs) Ask me how I know. You know how much fun those half marathons are, especially the ones you don't even have to train for them. You just get up and run them. Well, again, learn to eat better now, because after 37, you won't be doing any (laughs) more running. The next one is, even the Joneses can't keep up with the Joneses. Mm -hmm. The Joneses have been brainwashed by marketers. And they actually believe that all that stuff makes them happier, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't. The next one is, there are gurus and there are experts. But avoid, like the plague, anyone who calls themselves a guru or an expert. Hmm. Or, for that matter, anyone who gives themselves a nickname and asks you to call them by that. That's just weird. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, serious. All right. So, there, and another one there's no magic pill, no easy button, no master blueprint. You have to find the answers for yourself. No one will give them to you. They'll help, but you have to find the answers that are right for you. That's kind of like our show. You know, we don't have, certainly don't have all the answers. No. Nope. We have some great experiences to pass on, but only you can simplify your life. Right. So
0: I, I say this all the time, though. You know, there's no, there's no magic pill. But I guess that would take the fun out of the experiences and learning, too. I mean, would just life would be a little too easy. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I have to explain that to my clients all the time. That yeah. I don't have a magic pill. I have got a lot of tools in my toolkit. And we're going to try to find out what works for you. But you're going to also have to discover what works for you as well. Right.
1: That's good. And too much of a, any good thing has the opposite effect. It doesn't matter if it's money, oxygen, <laughs> togetherness solitude sure. water exercise or food and like i said yes even money it's just a rule that's how it is all right there's no getting around it except for hot sauce there can never be enough hot sauce
0: <laughs> or jalapenos <huh? laughs> right <love> jalapenos yeah
1: <laughs> right and i would know exactly and that that would buy me credibility with my younger self <laughs> all right <laughs> speaking of money be careful with it respect it and use it wisely And best of all, share some with those who really need it. Remember and contemplate often Occam's Razor, The Pareto Principle, and Parkinson's Law. And folks, if you haven't heard about those, that's in episode number four. I go over a lot of those. And those are just good things to kind of apply to everyday situations. The next thing is there are some shortcuts to difficult things in life, but shortcuts are seldom easy. If it was really shorter and really easier, it would just be the way.
0: (laughs) That's a good point. Yeah. Seriously. Right.
1: (laughs) So the last one for now. Pick your friends and those you love wisely. They may never fully understand you, but pick those that will be there to support you, and as we say in the military, those that have your six. Mm. So although you can't go back and mentor your younger self... I think that we can make the world a little better by taking the time to mentor somebody else.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Still, it's exciting to think about it from time to time. It'd be really cool yeah,
0: to go back. It would.
1: And maybe say, hey, and invest in this little company called Apple. All
0: right. <laughs> I know it's I know you don't get it, but
1: so if you have a few spare moments, think about what it is that you'd pass on. What unique experiences do you have that someone just starting out would be better off knowing? What do you wish you knew back in the day? Maybe it's time to share that. maybe in the end, we can change someone else's history by helping them plan a simpler future starting right now.
0: Wow, so that's, that's what I got.: I love it. yeah. you always have just like these your your topics, your segments are, your segments are really just kind of thought- provoking and just kind of hit the the heart and soul. and I really like that. That's really awesome. I well, like those you. tips. So thank you. I'm gushing over my husband right now. Oh G- gush away. <laughs> I'm going to be doing some gushing in just a second on my thing segment. Okay. So, All right. So, which is what's up next. And, All right. Yep. You go. Okay. So, I want to gush over our daughter. She has just, she's done a couple of things this past week that have just been so cute and have just kind of made me proud.
1: So, other than the stealing the Andes mints?
0: Besides that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got to overlook that one. Man, isn't that funny how that works. Yeah. Um, but... You know, one day I was working in the kitchen, and I look over and I hear her talking, and she's pretty good about kind of keeping herself occupied and, and playing and everything without needing too much attention anymore. She's doing right. really good. But I hear her talking, and she says something about, well, God says that we have to do such and such and such and be nice to everybody. You know, she's going on. And I look over there in the living room, and she has pulled out a majority of her stuffed animals, lined them up on the couch. She's sitting in front of them, facing them, and has a book, and she is teaching to them and she's wearing her pink tutu (laughs) (laughs) it was so cute I posted it right away on Facebook I was just so and it was just just such a great moment it was so incredibly cute and the other thing that she did was that just um, I think two nights ago she I was again I don't know in the kitchen or coming back from the the back of the house and I look over and and she's talking to Dan and she's saying Papa I'm going to get rid of all these stuffed animals because I want to give them to a kid who doesn't have any and I like You know, I was, I could have been working on anything and totally tuned the world out, but I would have heard that and like, you know, through all the clutter because it was just like, boom. I went over and I was like, really? So I joined in on the conversation and she says, but I just want to get rid of all the boy animals. (laughs) (laughs) So she, what's up (laughs) with that? It was cool though, but she got rid of what, six or seven stuffed animals on her own. And, and, so I was definitely proud of her, but it was also, I guess, confirmation of the things that I teach about how you can teach your children to embrace certain beliefs or values and concepts if you just stay dedicated to teaching them and being consistent. You know, yeah. I've talked about this numerous times on the show, and and it really does work, folks. I mean, you have the ability to influence, and it goes along with your your concept here of of your your going topic back, today of yeah. going back or trying to mentor somebody yep. else. You know, even if it's not your own children, it's just you can have an impact on people's lives. Um, yeah. And so anyway, I just thought that was super cool. So I gushed over our daughter. Just good like that was good my stuff. Thing. Good stuff. What's your thing, Dan?
1: So my thing is our new AeroPress coffee and espresso maker.
0: Oh, that's my second thing.
1: Oh, yeah? No, that's my thing right <laughs> oh, now. Oh, sorry. So all right. So last week we talked about how much we love fresh juice. Well, I also love coffee. And I think mm-hmm. Vanessa's a close second. You're a I close like, second on that one?
0: I like coffee too. Heck all yeah. All right.
1: So I don't like uh, not all the frou frou coffee. So not frou frou. No, just not frou frou. <laughs> French frou <frou-frou, right? laughs>
0: frou. You gotta that. pronounce
1: the R. So <laughs> I,
0: all these years I had no idea.
1: You know, I just like and you, and you took French. I did. Yeah. <laughs> so I just like you know regular old black coffee. So we had a regular drip coffee maker, and then we switched to the. Keurig, the Curig,
0: yeah, Because all
1: the cool kids were doing it. And of then... Uh,
0: and it was easy. It was convenient, right? Yeah.
1: And uh, it was the easy button.
0: Well, how convenient was it when you had to buy all these different things and then had to store all these different little cups? Right. And then, then you get the other components to go with it. And you're it, throwing the all the
1: plastic cups into the trash. Yeah, to, that was yep. actually
0: what got me the most, yep. was that it, they weren't recyclable.
1: Yeah. Anyway.
0: So... We
1: just realized how expensive the coffee for the Keurig was, Ugh. and we even though we were going on Amazon getting good deals, yeah, you know, it's and uh, crazy. but we just switched back to our old Krupp's drip machine, mm-hmm. and but okay, this sounds a little picky, but it tastes it tastes a little bit bitter.
0: Even right. after cleaning it and stuff, yeah. Which is kind so of, yeah.
1: anyway, and we tried different coffees, but to make a long story short, or even longer, actually, we <laughs> we have some long-term plans that we'll probably be talking about later on in a later episode. But we want to do some serious extended camping, mm-hmm. and when we camp, we either use a percolator, which I can't stand because the coffee gets full of grounds, and yeah. it's like drinking like a coffee ground slurpee, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and or those little VIA packs from Starbucks, which you gotta get a, like a home equity loan and a co-signer to buy <laughs>
0: they are pricey they're
1: too they're they're good but they're, they're pricey are.
0: So, it's the best it's the best instant coffee, oh, but, without a doubt, without a geez, doubt Geez, really, but
1: yeah, <laughs> so while we were looking for a coffee maker solution for camping, and I at first thought about a sturdy French press' because we had a French press before, and that
0: was always my favorite, yeah, type of but it,
1: but cleanup is a hassle with that, you know, clean up the screen and all the ground, blah blah, blah. Yeah. and then I remembered hearing about the Aeropress, and this Aeropress is this super simple clear plastic tube that candidly looks like something Austin Powers might order from Sweden and says, it's, <laughs> it's not my bag, baby. You know, but, <laughs> I can you went there. Remember that scene? Yeah. I'll oh. put a link in the show notes. It's a family show. So I won't take that any further, but it makes <laughs> the perfect espresso and the perfect cup of Joe and at the perfect temperature. Yes. 175 degrees is the right temperature for wow. coffee, in my opinion. So um, anyway, it's about 25 bucks, super easy to clean. It's not going to break. And we're not just using it for camping, but we've put the drip machine away. And that, ladies and gentlemen, the AeroPress, is my thing for the week. <laughs> wow. And I love it.
0: I love it, too. And I was feeling kind of guilty because we bought something together, yeah. you know. But I'm thinking, I was, of course, I'm going to justify it somehow. But that drip machine may end up going away altogether yeah. at some point. Of course, it might be nice for coffee, but I'm tired of... of Living for just in case, you know, we right. have a company. And we need a you know bunch of coffee, but um it is going towards our future. Yep. You know what I mean? It's for that future lifestyle that we're looking for. And I think it was it's it was a great twenty five dollars well spent. I mean, and it is delicious coffee. Right? Who would have thought this plastic thing would create such great coffee? Right. It's awesome.
1: And I'll give a little bit of a preview. We hadn't we didn't talk about this, but what? coming up down the road, we're going to be talking about. Some camping stuff, and we, the, we put our land up for sale officially with a realtor. Yes. So,
0: if you guys don't know about that, remember um, we have this beautiful piece of property um, in the hill country just outside of San Antonio, and it's about four acres. But the covenants require that we have 2,000 build a minimum of 2,000 square feet, which is obviously double than what we want. Right. So, we decided to go ahead and put it up for sale. Yeah, four acres.
1: Yeah, four acres that backs up to a ninety-two hundred acre state park. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful
0: real estate, but it's, yeah. uh,
1: anyway, somebody, somebody's going to love that. Yeah, that patch of land. They're going to love it. It's Texas Hill Country for for heaven's sake, you know.
0: So if and when that sells,
1: we will be buying this camper, and I'm not going to say what kind. All right, it yet. is
0: sexy time. Oh, I just is. say that it's sexy time. Yep. it's beautiful, so,
1: and it's. <laughs> perfectly minimal for us
0: and it'll fit in our garage yeah. that's how cool it is so just kind of, did i give away too much
1: a little bit oh it's sorry okay. it's all right <laughs> your spaghetti strap fell just a little bit on that one
0: <laughs> <laughs> so i got away with it yeah. huh? okay. so, all
1: right so that's 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 my thing all right so let's jump into some feedback
0: Okay, this was by how do you say that?
1: Arch- I think Archipus.
0: Archipus, what a great find! My wife and I have been working towards simplification. I am a retired United States Marine Corps Reserve officer with extensive training and IT background, so maybe I just click with it, uh, with these two. But they are such a joy and encouragement. I burned the first 17 episodes to an MP3 CD to listen to as our family moved across country. I predicted my teenage son would rebel, but he enjoyed Dan Vanessa as much as I did. Now, every time something leaves the house, he remarks, Another edit? <laughs> <laughs> their report is evident, and their communication style is natural yet polished. What a great find! Thanks, guys.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, That's it's very cool. cool. I can't believe anybody would listen to us. For seventeen hours in a row.
0: Yeah, we had someone else that listened to fifteen, 15, exo- 15 I, episodes back to back.
1: I know. Like, See, babe, why don't you listen to me for very long? Oh, I'm just saying. <laughs> so, all right, the next one is by Simple Psych, uh, a nice blend of information and entertainment related to simple living. Uh, my first thought while listening to this podcast. What is Charlie Sheen doing hosting a <laughs> podcast on Simple Living? Seriously, Dan sounds just like him. Well, that's, the, that's interesting. <laughs> Subsequent thoughts on the podcast. Very informative and entertaining. Dan and Vanessa seem to have found the right blend of philosophy and utility, the holy grail of podcasting. Aww. And I have been inspired by each of their ideas. It means a lot that they are living what they preach through the good, the bad, and the ugly of striving for a simpler life. I sincerely hope they will continue to podcast for a long time as my work commute has gotten much more enjoyable since I began listening oh, to it. Oh, how sweet. That is the tiger blood of, of, of iTunes reviews. That's awesome. Oh,
0: that was really nice. Yeah, very cool.
1: <laughs> Thank you very much.
0: Now, Buckeye Carl says, great podcast from real people. I have been trying to find some podcasts that are about real life, not the extremes. And Dana and Vanessa fit the bill. They are honest about their successes and failures. They have good, thought provoking content, and they really find a way to keep things fresh i really look forward to listening to this thank you for the work you are putting into it that
1: is so cool so um and we got some emails as well bernadette wrote i have been listening to you and your husband's podcast from my ipad for a couple of months Hmm. i have subscribed and or listened to or read many other organizing emails and podcasts and i have to say that i love how you are both so clear and effective all the information that you share is so fun and easy to listen to and just really practical and easy to put into action. The illustrations that you give just make it really easy to remember. I wanted to rate you on iTunes, uh, but cannot figure out how. Just wanted to let you know that I really enjoy all the great information. Well, thank you so much, Bernitha. Awesome. That is yeah. very cool. And we're really glad you enjoyed the show. And so since you said you listen to us on an iPad, here's how you can do it on the iPad. In Apple's podcast app, Click on the store button that's in the bottom left corner of the screen and search for Simple Life Together in the search bar of the store. Tap on our podcast picture and that will take you to the show's page. There's a tab there that says ratings and reviews. Tap on that and then go down a little lower on the page and tap write a review. That's it. It may ask you to input your iTunes ID so it knows that it's you. But that's all you have to do. Thank you so much.
0: That's good. I didn't. That's awesome. I didn't realize that. That's a good question, though. (laughs) And there have been lots of great comments on the website, too. So please check out the comments for episodes 15 through 19. Tanya shares some great printer tips. And Justine takes us on a motorbike trip across Australia with a minimal wardrobe. Christy likes our Evernote tips, too.
1: Yeah. And I just wanted to note, Justine, she carried a minimal wardrobe, not wore a minimal wardrobe. So I don't want people to get the (laughs) wrong idea about that. All right. (laughs) But even Jeff Goens from com left us a note. And if you're interested in writing, Jeff has some fantastic references and courses over on his site that are must see to get you started or to hone your skills. And I ran into Jeff very briefly at um, Michael Hyatt's platform conference last mm-hmm. month. Nice. And it was great to see him. He gave a great presentation. So, so thank yeah. you. Yeah, thanks thank you all. everyone so much for taking the time to share with us and we know that's a little bit of effort and it takes time out of your day but we really do appreciate it
0: you don't know what it means to us it's amazing we love the feedback that's what really motivates us so okay so that's it for episode 20 of simple life together today we talked about how to organize your clothes closet and dan took us on a little time travel and how you can affect and influence the youth of today
1: and my thing was how much i love our new Aeropress espresso and coffee maker. It is fantastic. And Vanessa talked about some things that our little girl did this week that really, really inspired her.
0: So thanks for joining us today. Don't forget about the Edit and Forget It Challenge and you can sign up at SimpleLifeTogether.com.
1: And to make sure you don't miss an episode, you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and lots of other podcast directories. If you get some value from the show and want to give us some big ups, just head over to iTunes, search for Simple Life Together, click on Ratings and Reviews, Click on write a review, then jot down a couple of lines and hit all the stars you want.
0: And remember, you can find all the links and info from today's show at simpleftogether.com slash 020. Connect with us on Twitter. I'm at Get Simplified, and Dan is at Daniel Hayes. We have links to our Twitter and Google Plus profiles on the website.
1: So stay in touch with us. We'd love to get your emails, your notes, and your voicemails. So be sure to leave comments below the show notes or a voicemail on the site. We'd love to hear from you. So until next time, we hope you enjoy
0: your simple life together.